Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. This is David Shoemaker, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Philema. Now, I've been receiving a lot of great suggestions for segment topics lately, and today is one of them. Um, Harper on Facebook suggested to me that we do a segment concerning the Thelemic concept of love. And so I'm going to take one in particular angle on that today by talking about the various devotional practices that exist within the Thelemic corpus and uh, give you some suggestions on ways to integrate these into your everyday life. Some of these will be formal ritualized practices, such as Libra Astarte will be the centerpiece today. Um, but others are uh, less formal, and um, I think you'll see what I mean as we go along. Now, in the book of the law, chapter 2, verse 70, we read, Wisdom says, Be strong, then canst thou bear more joy. And I want to start off with uh, a recommendation based on this uh, injunction, uh, because one of the most important aspects of any devotional practice, one of the most uh, fundamental reasons to do the practice, and one of the most important safety tips, I guess, in terms of approaching these practices is to take that verse quite literally and train our bodies and minds and hearts to be ever stronger in our capacity to contain the type of force that love really can be. Um, this is no joke. This is um, something that I, I, I have seen from experience uh, in myself and in my students over the years, uh, this is a force that can really fry you if you're not ready for it. So um, in a gradual and progressive manner, um, it, I think it's very important that we train ourselves to be fit vessels for this force. And the practices we're going to talk about today are one way of approaching that, along with um, all the basics of um, hygienic daily practice that I've talked about here and there across these segments. Now, aside from building this strength, um, the second principle that I want to put out right at the beginning here is that uh, oft-repeated maxim, uh, invoke often and flame thyself in prayer. Now, um, this seems probably fairly self-evident to people and I, and I think for that reason, it's um, it's glossed over. It's actually underemphasized um, because it seems so obvious in certain ways. I think what's often missed is that it is the muscle of devotion, that inflaming itself, that fuels much of our work in our progress toward knowledge and conversation of the Holy Guardian Angel. As I referenced in the Methods and Tools of AA segments of Living Thelema, um, this flame, this flame of devotion and aspiration and desire, uh, ultimately is directed via the skills we have developed from Raja Yoga, via the training of the mind. Um, this force is directed toward that one, one single aim that... Uh, all of us are, are aimed at in the, in the pre-adept stage, which is the knowledge and conversation. Without the training of the mind, it's undirected force, and it's too many vectors of force shooting out in all different directions. Without the inflaming of the self through devotional practices, it's dry. The, the focus of the mind may be there, but the fuel is not, the flame is not. 
there. And so it's very important that these work together. This is really the the hood and the netsock of ourselves working together to uh, to aim ourselves forcefully and consciously and uh, effectively, precisely towards Teferth. Now, before I go into the more formal practices available through Libra Estarte, I want to talk to you a little bit about the, um, the daily practices that you might find useful. I touched on some of these, uh, or aspects of some of these, in the um, daily regimen segment of Living Thelema. Um, the first one I want to recommend to you is um, basically a mindfulness practice, a uh, moment-to-moment awareness of lovingly embracing the reality presented to us in each and every moment. Um, this not only reminds us that each moment is an aspect of Nuit, and as such uh, a perfect expression of, of the all, but uh, also it enables us in that moment to consciously identify with that star at our center, the Cobbs or Neshama we might call it, within us, rather than the human personality, the Ku or the Ruach, woven about it. Um, and the wisdom teaching here that, that this gives us an, a chance to verify experientially is that it is only the personality level of our being that judges, rejects, or condemns the experiences of life. It is only that outer shell that attempts to um, steer away from things that we deem to be offensive or repulsive or ugly um, and steer toward those things that we find beautiful. Um, now, that said, there is a deep impulse toward beauty in the human soul, I believe, um, that can be a guide toward the HGA. But what I'm talking about here is a way of getting past that reflexive, ego-level rejection of things that just don't fit our prejudices and um, aesthetics in terms of what what life should present to us. So when we can when we can see past that, when we can go, okay, I see that my personality doesn't like this, but it's the reality in front of me, and I accept it and embrace it as as a perfect expression of the body of Nuit. You know, that is a devotional practice. That is a, a loving embrace of life and we're not going to go wrong with that sort of identification another aspect of practices like this is that it allows us to tune into the multifaceted aspects of love accessible to us in daily life um, as we'll see with our review of Libra Starte later in the segment uh, each aspect of love we encounter whether it, it is that of a partner a parent a friend a child uh, even a kind stranger um, each of these aspects of love is a glimmer of the love of the HGA. And this, again, helps us tap into Neshama, or at least uh, helps us tap into the most enlightened aspects of Ruach that uh, are symbolized by the, um, the sphere of Tefereth, the, the center of the spiritually awakened Ruach. Now let's take a look at some of the formal practices available to us within uh, Crowley's writings and the fundamental instructions of AA. Um, Liber Had and Liber Nu, I've referenced in the sex magic segments, um, but they're certainly relevant here. These are 
uh, two instructions in uh, basically the worship of the opposite. You identify with a particular viewpoint, such as of Had or of Nu, and then aspire to its to attain its opposite, its complement, really. Um, and the method of doing that is um, has, has many layers that that um, overlap with the uh, the devotional principles we're talking about here today. So I encourage you to look at those if you haven't already. Um, one uh, very core practice, daily practice, that is um, important is Liberesh. Um, I think many people uh, do this, you know, as a mindfulness practice, as a as a way of um, tuning into the thelemic current and to their own magical path during the day. And certainly those are good generic benefits. But um, there are a few options, a few opportunities within the practice of Liberesh um, to make it uh, even more deeply devotional and experiential. I've touched on these a little bit in the um, Liberesh segment, uh, the first segment I did of Living Thelema. And uh, let me just review and expand a little bit on those. At each quarter, uh, in the practice of Liberesh, of course, you are adoring um, one aspect of the sun, one manifestation, if you will, of the energy represented by the sun. Um, so, you know, you have an opportunity at each quarter to narrow your focus of worship onto one of these particular manifestations, whether it's Ra at dawn or Hathor at noon, and so on. Um, and as with any um, practice like this, the more firmly and emotionally and intensely and mindfully you can identify with the God form at the quarter, um, theoretically and I think in practice verifiably, um, the more power, force, uh, and uh, you know energy you're going to generate um, at that moment. Then the second part of each quarterly adoration is that uh, adoration that begins with unity uttermost showed that I've taught here before. And um, that's your opportunity to worship and adore the divine, the single divine principle behind all of these uh, multifaceted uh, manifestations of the solar principle. So um, you can conceive of that in several different ways. You could tap into that simply as an adoration of the sun in the macrocosm. You could adore that solar aspect of self that is within each of us. So, you know, essentially uh, the, the life-giving force in your heart, however you choose to conceive of that. Um, you could see this as a chance to adore your own holy guardian angel in that moment and the sun as a symbol of that. Uh, there's so many so many ways to do this, and um, the only limit is your creativity and your um, your right ingenium, as Crowley might say, in terms of connecting the practice with something meaningful in yourself. One of the ways, of course, to make it meaningful in yourself is to simply do it day in and day out and devise your own language of devotion as a result. Ultimately, that's the point of all these devotional practices to, through experience, cultivate a sense of the divine, uh, a sense of awe and reverence in yourself in relationship to the divine, and to use that as a springboard, springboard for further attainment. 
Now, of course, um, the ultimate examples, at least in the first order of AA, of, of these kind of devotional practices are the, the ones directed toward knowledge and conversation itself, namely Liber Samek and Liber 8. And most importantly, as you progress through uh, the path towards knowledge and conversation, uh, undoubtedly, your own HGA will be instructing you in the particular forms of worship, the rituals, the signs, the other practices that that are unique to you. And um, as I've said before, you know, you, you are becoming the priest or priestess of your own religion. Uh, and that is the worship of your HGA. So uh, everything else is really a warm-up for the instruction you receive in that manner. Now let's go ahead and move on to Libra Astarte itself. Now, as you may know, this is the core devotional practice of the First Order of AA, assigned uh, fully and formally to the Philosophus grade, which corresponds to Netzach, the sphere, uh, appropriately, the sphere of, of love and devotion, um, of Venus, and so on. But uh, even the probationer is likely to be practicing with this, and I think every Thelemite should be practicing with this, because it's these muscles of devotion that are cultivated through these practices that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, are directed toward the aspirational target, ultimately, um, that of, of the HGA. So in Libra Astarte, which is one of Crowley's most beautifully written instructional pieces, in my opinion, um, you are um, picking a deity as, in essence, as a stand-in of the HGA, or at least as um, a chance to worship one aspect of the one and, uh, and do so uh, in order to practice those muscles of devotion, to strengthen them. Um, so in Libra Astarte, Crowley goes through uh, any number of uh, instructions on developing invocations and uh, how to decorate the shrine of your deity and how to approach the worship of the deity. Um, he gives injunctions about remembering that this deity is really just one reflection of the divine and not, you know, not to lose sight of that uh, and get absorbed too much into identification with a partial energy as opposed to a united energy. One of the key things that is done in Libra Astarte is the development of your own particular adoration, uh, a sevenfold adoration, seven again being the number of Venus, um, sevenfold adoration to your deity. And he, in one of my favorite uh, uh, practical instructions of his, uh, gives a description of how each of these seven parts reflect seven aspects of love, seven aspects of devotion. Um, and uh, here's what the, the script says itself. The invocation should be, quote, first, an imprecation as of a slave unto his lord. Second, an oath, as of a vassal to his liege. Third, a memorial, as of a child to his parent. Fourth, an orison, as of a priest unto his god. Fifth, a colloquy, as of a brother with his brother. Sixth, a conjuration, as to a friend with his friend. Seventh, a madrigal, as of a lover to his mistress. And mark well that the first should be of awe, the second of fealty, the third of dependence, the fourth of adoration, 
the fifth of confidence, the sixth of comradeship, and the seventh of passion. Now, what I thought might be fun to do is um, I have here with me um, Jane Wolfe's record of her Libra Starte practice, um, which she undertook in 1933 at Agape Lodge. And I wanted to read you some samples from the invocation she constructed as a part of this practice. Um, she chose the deity uh, Hera, the uh, mythical um, wife of Zeus, you may remember. Um, and um, as Crowley describes, it's a sevenfold adoration, seven stanzas essentially, of, uh, of adorations that follow the pattern I gave before. So I want to read you some samples of that to give you a sense of how these might um, show different aspects of love and devotion and worship. So first let me read the second part, which corresponds to um, an oath as of a vassal to his liege. Hera, invincible, sovereign goddess, to thee do I swear my fealty and allegiance. Great goddess of power, majesty, and might, to thee do I swear my fealty and allegiance. Thou that wieldest the thunderbolt and lightning, to thee do I swear my fealty and allegiance. Thou that causest the earth and all that dwell therein to tremble, to thee do I swear my fealty and allegiance. Great mistress of the wind and storm, proud crested sovereign goddess, to thee do I swear my fealty and allegiance. Now contrast this with the sixth part of the adoration, which corresponds to, as Crowley says, a conjuration as to a friend with his friend. Hera, beloved friend, chief protectress of woman, guardian of childbirth and of children, dispenser of fertility and abundance, lover of the pomegranate and the vine, regard me, a woman, walking in your midst. I need thy guidance, that my mind may be open to the influence of the highest, that my heart may be flooded with love, that my soul may be purged of selfishness, that my body may be strong and resilient, my whole being firm, flexible, for the working of my will. And finally, uh, the seventh component of this adoration, a madrigal, as of a lover to his mistress. Hera, mistress, wife, lover, Thou adored and adoring, bend close to me, thy lover, that I may feel thy breath upon my face. Thy dear, delicious perfumes in my nostrils. At the touch of thy body I am caught up in a rapture of delight. Thy mouth swings me out over the world. Heaven, hell, and starry sky, time, space, and eternity are all dissolved in thy blissful embrace and thy being merged in mine carries me through aeons of time, out, out into the great sea of all that is. So I hope you can see how thoughtfully constructed um, adorations like this can, can touch so many bases in terms of the aspects of devotion that, uh, that we want to tap into in a practice like this. You'll note that each of these ways of loving convey an instruction in the relationship to the Holy Guardian Angel. Because, much like the beauty we perceive in 
all different aspects of life, the love we perceive and experience in all aspects of life, uh, each, each form of that is an aspect of the angel, a glimmer of that ultimate love that we are drawing near to. Crowley addresses this idea specifically in Libra Astarte when he says the following, Now do thou take one such story every night and enact it in thy mind, grasping each identity with infinite care and zest, and do thou figure thyself as one of the lovers and thy deity as the other. Thus do thou pass through all adventures of love, not omitting one, and to each do thou conclude, How pale a reflection is this of my love for this deity! Yet from each shalt thou draw some knowledge of love, some intimacy with love, that shall aid thee to perfect thy love. Thus learn the humility of love from one, its obedience from another, its intensity from a third, its purity from a fourth, its peace from yet a fifth. So then thy love being made perfect, it shall be worthy of that perfect love of his. Well, I hope these ideas have been helpful for you, and I certainly hope you will not only think about what you've heard here, but go out and practice it. Take good notes, uh, experiment with all these different approaches to devotional practices in your daily work and down the road, perhaps in more extended workings um, along the lines of Libra Estarte and, and uh, aspects of your own path towards knowledge and conversation. As always, I welcome your questions and comments and certainly suggestions for future topics. Um, please send them to me at livingthelema at me.com. And if you'd like to learn more about my work and find some of the resources related to these segments, you can always visit livingthelema.com and our Facebook page. So thanks once again for listening. I always enjoy bringing this information to you and look forward to talking to you next time. Love is the law, love under will.